0: Ooh we It's another episode Of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast I'm your host Alex And today is Wednesday December 30th A couple days before the new year So we got ourselves A new year coming up 2021 Every now and then I'll I'll surf uh, the web or I'll be scrolling social media when I catch myself. And I just want to get what the, um, I guess, what the zeitgeist, what the vibe I'm receiving from is. So I'll surf surf many pages uh, from many points of views. I want to get many perspectives, all perspectives, if I could. But I want to get just the general idea of how people are approaching a new year, 2021, given how 2020 has treated us (laughs) or how we've treated 2020. Because let's be honest, there's a difference between um, following logic, following reason and just following orders. And we've seen a lot of order following in 2020 with compliance and guidelines and who is in the position to give them, who is in the position to have to follow them. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. It's a beautiful thing to see. Um, I think one of uh, one of the previous episodes I spoke about that disconnect between policy and practice and I think uh, I think 2020 has been a great example of just that given how our representatives act they are elected by the way all of these representatives every single one of them even even the ones that are appointed by those that are elected ultimately are elected but um, yeah, that's that's getting really granular, I guess, into politics. And I'm not much of a political person. Uh, I don't believe corporate corporate should involve itself in matters of politics, though it has now. And I think it's irresponsible of corporate because it's just money. It's, it's money thrown into a pit. And I get it. I get it. There's tax incentives. There's tax incentives. There are exemptions. There are subsidies and all that shit. It just serves to grease the wheels and line pockets. But still, I think politics are a waste of money because it can't it can all be done organically. I mean... Look at the cultural shift of corporate. Look at the col- cultural shift of corporate America. That's all been done organically. You can't tell me that there hasn't been money invested, money wasted there too. And just the cultural shift of of where corporate America, I mean America as a corporation, has drifted. Um, there's, less, there's less pride in quality. There's actually... There, there was rarely, there was little pride in quantity, and now there's less pride in quality. And um, we're, we're compromising in areas that shouldn't be compromised in. But that's neither here nor there. Um, again, my name is Alex. I'm the intern, your humble servant, and uh, social media manager. My, um, hold on, I got an email. <laughs> okay, 2021, what it's gonna look like. Well, fam, it's the 20s. And the last time the 20s came around, it was a blast. Literally a blast. Uh, there was a notification. Hold on. Bear back. Sorry about that. I'm back. Somebody at the door. Just got a, a little gift. Legit. Um you got these things that hold 40. That's dope. <laughs> um, so 30 plus 10, legit. Anyways, um, 2021, what it's going to look like. Well, I've got plans of my own, I won't lie. The last time we had the 20s, I was saying they were a blast, the roaring 20s. And I I think it'll be a, a lot of the same. At least I hope, because... Uh, well, anytime, anytime there's entertainment, anytime there are distractions... There's a lot of gray area where players enjoy moving in and moving around and working with. So that's what I expect. That, that, that's what I expect to, uh, to have happen. That's what I expect to see. I'm going into 2021 with a mind full of opportunity and I'm, I'm hungry to get creative with it. Granted, I'm still a student. I'm full time right now, so the time I have available to me, uh, I'm, I'm still going to be using it for myself and investing in um, in my partners, my associates, incorporating associates, corporate cowboys, just to uh, j- just to solidify our positions uh, with one another. Always, always in fellowship. Always. Um, Always uh, not so much cultivating friendships, but solidifying those associative ties. Um, 2021. Sounds like I'm already making a speech to wrap up 2020. But, you know, I mean, we got we got two days, two two nights left. And I can't say much that most people don't or haven't already considered. Um, I'm going to remain positive, like I said always. Um, you, you do what you have to to survive, um, I guess, to live. The goal ultimately is not to survive. It's to thrive, right? It is to thrive. The goal is not to survive because nobody fucking survives. But the goal is to not um, to not kill yourself. Well, I, I mean that literally and figuratively. The goal is not to survive. It's not to kill yourself. Don't kill yourself wearing. Don't, don't actually, don't actually kill yourself. I mean, it's cool to have a death wish. That's just my opinion, because um, at least in your in your mind, in one's mind, an objective is there to how how to go about and accomplishing that sweet sweet release but it can't be done by your hand you feel me you got to put yourself in a position you have to find an opportunity squeeze yourself in and make something happen that's how you leave your mark in the world um 2020 man is a year of significance it's the start of a new decade I still remember 2019 we were all like 2020 to uh to health and wealth to cheer um to prosperity and yeah 2020 has been a fucking quiet one it's been a quiet one I, I'll, I'll let's put it that way it's been a quiet one so there haven't been any disappointments here um a, a Great reason for starting this podcast was that a lot of interaction was now taking place digitally. Folks are moving um, into the digital scape and are leaving only the most important things to be handled in person, quote unquote. <laughs> but... Uh, I believe, I believe that this was the, an opportune time, the most opportune, the most opportune time to get corporate cowboys out there. And again, if not to become a household name, to put it out there into the ether, into the universe and have people contemplate what is a corporate cowboy? What is corporate cowboy shit? A lot of that has to do with, uh. With many of these agendas that we hear um, through the news, many of these agendas that folks uh, like to theorize on, whether or not a conspiracy exists to facilitate them and and manifest them into reality. An agenda is an agenda. Shit, everybody has a plan until yada yada bullet to the face <laughs> but yeah everybody has a plan everybody has an agenda shit i've got my own i know mine is um, is foolproof i know mine doesn't need a fail safe mine has and and when i say mine it's just it's just corporate cowboys it's just getting that word out there that that's all it is it's just getting that that spark out there that imaginative spark that create that creativeness that feeling that vibe of being a corporate cowboy of looking for corporate cowboys the opportunity to become one that's all it is i'm not like i'm not gonna be out there physically pulling the strings i'll be doing it i mean on my own account and for the org but not for anybody else unless i take them on as a client what have you But don't, I don't see, at least I don't see myself now becoming a political figure, running for office, something of that, something of that, uh, something of the sort. But that's what it is. My agenda is just to have folks recognize corporate cowboys, and they're everywhere. They're good, they're bad. They work in the gray, hustling gray pills, whether you want them or not. If you see one, if you see one and are able to recognize one, you're already soaking in that gray pill through osmosis, pretty much. When you're in the presence of one, you will know. 2021. The millennia of the corporate cowboy. Shit, that sounds good. And it had to start in twenty twenty, right? <laughs> um, Let's see here. What the uh, what the following handful of years will look like? I see so much information cross my cross my desk, cross my mind, uh, stuff that I contemplate and consider, and. To think about it all, to be able to verbalize it and organize it it was also uh, a huge reason for beginning this podcast. So I'm able to, well, I, honestly, I never listen back on these. I don't review them. So if uh, if I should repeat myself, it's totally fine. Just roll with it. How many... Sunday services have you gone to where they have a repetitive message and it seems like it's the same one every year. It's like a it's like a keep a it's like they keep a calendar. <laughs> but the reason I started this was to help myself, help others. And um, I help myself starting now and then to help others in the future. I help myself now with being able to vocalize, verbalize, play with my voice, find my voice. One I might use in a conference room. One I might use when I'm pushing that envelope across the table. Pistol in the other hand. Corporate cowboy type shit. Or if I'm in a courtroom, examining or cross-examining, I don't know, maybe I might be, I might be witness. Um, The objective with this is to ground myself, ground myself and anybody who hears this, ground them into the belief that The American spirit will live forever. The American spirit will live forever. Even if the United States should break apart. Literally or figuratively. If California (laughs) snaps off or New York floods. Fucking. Who knows? But the spirit. The spirit of being corporate America. Of being a corporate cowboy. Why do you think? Well, I'm not gonna say why do you think Like as if I knew But I would like to think That the American spirit Before it was known as Quote unquote American The spirit Of liberty The spirit of Being a champion The spirit of Being a frontiers person Of being a pioneer The spirit that drives Folks to search for things, for all things better, the spirit of innovation is what pushed people off of the island of Great Britain and across the oceans to end up here, to end up on this land. So yeah, while we might've been an offshoot of Great Britain, Some corporate cowboy will say, and it literally might be corporate. They might have been incorporated into the crown. But somebody saw something better that wasn't being handed to them. And they chose to get it themselves. They chose to create that opportunity and do it for themselves in a foreign land, mind you. I'm not going to say that everything that's happened throughout history has has been reasonable, but until now, if you're able to listen to this, if you're able to analyze this, if you are alive to know, to understand, to continue learning, it's justified. It's justified because you are here now. If not, you have my permission to kill yourself. (laughs) Because the goal isn't just to survive, it's to thrive. The goal is not to kill yourself. That's it. The goal is not to survive. It's not to kill yourself. But if you don't believe none of it has been justified, if you have some sort of overwhelming, overburdening guilt that's going to make you a fucking liability in corporate, please, please, either put your two weeks in or if you're in an at-will state, get your affairs in order and... Walk. That's it. I don't wanna have to waste time. I don't wanna have to waste time with um fuck, what are they called? With um exit interviews. <laughs> I don't wanna have to waste time with exit interviews. I get paid for them. I get paid for them, but they're a waste of time. I have better things to do with my time, and if folks and if folks realized, if folks understood what it is they wanted to do, then they would do it, either in the organization or outside of it. They would do better, right? Because if you're just hanging out at work, working a 9-to-5, working a 9-to-9... Nine nine. I remember when it used to be... um, What was it? Oh, it's a 9-to-6 now. That's right. Remember when it used to be 9-to-5? It's fucking 9-to-6 now because in at-will places... You don't get paid for lunch. (laughs) Hold on. I'm drinking tea today. Brewed from a couple of young um, shoots from a lemon tree. Delicious. It's a citrus tree. I forget if it's lemon or orange. But it was gifted, so obviously I'm appreciative. (laughs) For the longest time, for the longest time, and I do mean generations, people have been worried about the new world order. Well, uh, I'm not going to say it's not real But I'm also going to say It's a facade It's a farce It's only Skin deep And paper thin Again, it's an agenda It's an agenda <laughs> Insofar as far as it's able to become a reality it's, a, it's an agenda, it's a plan It's a plan and everybody has one And so They get served with something better. What we have been in for all of our lives, and I'm not going to just base it on the capitalist system because let's face it, pure capitalism, pure capitalism um, is not what's working right now throughout the world. Pure capitalism has been perverted. Right now what we're looking at is corporatism. corporatism and we i mean it's, it's always been that sure the fu- it's fundamentally based on capitalism but what exists now is groups of individuals who get together with with uh, common interests and then aggregate those common interests into special interests and then take over politics pay off politicians pay off Doctors, scientists, researchers, mayors, chiefs of police. Got every motherfucker in their pocket on public funds. Literally public funds. And they're able to do so because um, of subsidies, tax agreements, agreements with um, local governments I'm not mad I'm not mad they are in essence corporate cowboys some do it for good some don't everybody can get touched we've learned that anybody can get touched we've seen it but we've been in a corporate world order corporate world order since the beginning of time this new world order shit everybody likes to be on on the on the new new but the new is the new is fleeting it's always fleeting it's a fad it's a trend whatever is new because what's always been around what works stays around And is recycled, actually. And we've seen some recycling in fashion. We've seen recycling in trend. Popular culture. Music, movies, books. It's a recycling. And if you peer into it just close enough, you can see the truth laced through it. And it is a universal and objective, tangible truth. Few people uh, choose to study that because because it takes time. I mean, it, it takes it takes years of time to analyze it and compile it, and then by the time you're you're well able to present it, it sounds like conspiracy. It sounds like conspiracy to the youth, even when it sounds reasonable to. To those in your cohort and your generation. But. I guess you could say that's what I'm shooting for. Is that. These podcasts. Though in digital format. Will be available for. I don't know. Researchers. Historians even. And we'll see that. There were individuals. Already living ahead of the curve. And like I said. I got nothing to show for it. I'm not I don't have grands in my hands. Yeah, I might have I might have worked with millions, but I'm not sitting on them. <clears throat> I'm just one guy. I'm just one individual working with other peeps other folks, other individuals. And as corporate cowboys, we're making change. We're making change. Together. And it's not hard. I mean, it's not hard to believe. It's not hard to believe. It's not hard to wrap your mind around what the corporate world order looks like. Just look at how integral corporations are to our daily life, where our food comes from, where our drinks come from, who really is in power to um, to control our air, our water, who really has th- that power. Yeah, you might say it's government, but even, well, government is a, is a corporation and government makes compromises on the heads of the people that it's supposed to be serving and supposed to be protecting but they'll write us off they'll write everybody off they'll write themselves off as people they'll literally believe they aren't people that they're just government agents and that if they could write themselves off for an additional chunk of revenue they'll sell more um more 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 tickets more cap-and-trade tickets to allow additional pollution in a certain city, a certain county, a certain state, if they themselves aren't immediately impacted, aren't immediately affected. We've seen this before. Where have we seen this before? Foreign, um, not foreign... But um, elected officials who have properties in other states. So even if their state goes to shit, they're able to pick up and move. Oh, it's easy. It's beautiful. I mean, it's it's a fucking strategy, right? Burn every bridge until you're left standing on the last one. And what? You don't think the people like burning bridges too? You don't think those that... You've been selling the people out too. Don't like burning bridges also. Yeah. You got those on either end. You have the people on one end. You have corporations on the other. I mean, they also have people. But the public, like the public themselves, you can consider them an unincorporated association. Yeah. Yeah yeah there you go. an unincorporated association of individuals and then you have uh, corporate on the other side like actual corporations ones that have been incorporated into states of incorporation and like their personal what is it uh, principal place of business if you want to ha- if you want to get technical with it on the other side. And uh, let me tell you that there are pros and cons to each side, but in the corporate world order, both sides will be working together against the government, against government. Now, I don't mean to say that government is bad or that government is good. Government is just government. It literally means to rule the mind, to control the mind. That's the root of it, govern and mentis, it's control of the mind. And um, to a certain extent, I think it should be uh, guided and oriented, but again, only for better, always, not just for progress. And I don't know if you uh, have already listened to, I don't know if I made an episode on that. On the difference between uh, what is better, i.e., innovation, and the difference between innovation and progress, where progress is just a continuance. It's it's just a continuation. It's just a course. It's just following orders. It's it's just the fulfillment of one task, where it could be it could be a horrible mission. It could be one for for evil. It could be one with, uh, with inequitable outcomes. You see, I'm not going to say evil, just going to be inequitable outcomes, ones that will, will destroy the possibility of, of recreation, of procreation, destroy the possibility of production, of reproduction. Ones that will destroy opportunity just for opportunity's sake. Yeah i've I've been in those camps. I've seen progress firsthand. I've participated regrettably, and uh, I know the difference between progress and innovation enough to know that dropping out is um, dropping out is easier than participating. It really is in that in that sense, because participation requires cognitive dissonance cognitive dissonance the likes of which many aren't able to contemplate it's like going to hell it's literally like going to hell it's like working in hell and and it, it's like working in hell and obviously nobody wants to go to hell now imagine working in it now like you're one of one of many in the legion who has to torture the innocent <laughs> It's a it's a trip. It's a wild fucking trip to be on the train of progress. It's a wild trip. Why? Because innovation, what's better? Improvement, all that takes a back seat. It gets put on the back burner. They it gets it gets pushed to next quarter. It gets pushed to the next fiscal year. It gets pushed to the next administration. It gets pushed to the next generation until nobody knows what the fucking do with it anymore. Until, until nobody recognizes innovation anymore. Nobody's touched innovation. I mean, nobody's handled, nobody's manipulated or, or wrestled with innovation to the point where you push it into the arms, into the hands of babes, to the hands of, of, of babies, and they haven't a clue what the fuck it is they're holding. They they're they're kids, they're still children. They haven't learned, they haven't experienced. They might have the innate sense of wonder, the innate sense of creativity to improve. But those old, but those, I guess, those aged ideas of improvement were for a a government past, were for a past government, a past administration, a past. A past generation. And they don't want to hear about it. It's like the new school. It's like the old school trying to preach to the new school, pretty much. And the new school of thought, yeah, it's hard to keep up. But age, age is a bitch. Age will knock you out. Before you knock yourself out. I mean, if the goal is to not just survive. If the goal is to thrive ultimately we all age out we all die we all become obsolete to someone we all become obsolete for something but i'm not too worried about where the world's headed the spirit of innovation that still exists here in america it exists don't get me wrong. It exists. It seems as if these old cats, the older cats, want to pass on the torch prematurely. So they're passing They're passing on. They're passing it on to uh, these other world superpowers, quote unquote. China, Russia. When in essence, they've got their own, they have their own spirit as well. The spirit of innovation is, like I said, universal, it's objective, it's tangible. I'm not going to say measurable because then that implies like a, a Tayloristic mechanical approach to the future. And, uh, it's not all mechanical. Why? Because then we fall back into, we fall back in line with progress and progress isn't always for the better. But that spirit, that spirit of uh, innovation, it, it won't leave a general public, a people. And in times of... Uh, In times of conflict or now in 2020, in these uh, rather wild times, innovation is needed more than ever. And understanding our place, our role in the corporate world order, because like I said, that has existed since forever, is of the utmost importance. So today's today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is gonna be um, the PMag, actually. The PMag. If you aren't familiar with the PMag, they're made by a company spell M A G P U L the P Mag and I felt like that'd be a, a good a good sponsor for this one obviously I'm not getting paid or I'd be going balls to the wall with the company name but you can do the math you can do the math this is a pretty uh, this is a pretty what is it a pretty cool Podcast. It's a calm, I mean, in tone. It's a pretty calm podcast. So I felt like uh, something to offset it would be uh, obviously PMAX. And they come in a variety of sizes. 10, I believe. 20, and then I've only ever seen 30s and 40s. So check them out. I don't usually load them to capacity. If they're gonna be used immediately, then yeah, I mean you can load them to capacity. But uh, if if I'm just gonna be putting them away, probably keep like five. Probably keep like five to myself, and uh, load it then. Um. When it comes to uh, to magazines, I want to be sure that they're kept clean, they're kept organized. I do keep some unloaded also. And then whatever I need um, for a quick emergency, I keep loaded. A lot of folks might say, why don't you keep them all loaded? I mean, that's not smart to keep them unloaded it's like having it's like carrying a pistol without one in the chamber and uh to that I say I I'm I'm manifesting what is it I I believe in danger that's why I got my shit locked and loaded I'll have magazines on hand but I'm not going to have every magazine in my house loaded every magazine in in wherever i'm staying if i'm if i'm to have any magazine then it's going to be to use immediately so if i don't need it then i'll have it in storage But as far as uh, prepping goes, um, I'm a I'm a big believer in self fulfilling prophecies. That's also a big thing I've seen in the uh, interwebs. The vibe that I get from people is, they say, "Man, I'm I'm gearing up for this, whatever world war is happening, for the for the revolution that won't be televised." Oh yeah, I'm gearing up for it. When in reality they might not they might not last the first day the first week the first month yeah every opportunity every every chance every what is it every force multiplier to their survivability to their livelihood in a situation where shit gets out of hand where shit hits the fan will come in handy but if you're home, if where if, if but if where you're staying now is unstable, by the time shit hits the fan, uh, you're gonna need to be unstable, because if if all you've if you've grown comfortable, and then things around you become, uh, for lack of a better word, uncomfortable you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer and have to grow on the spot. So yeah, I mean it's cool to have that mindset. It's cool to have that mindset, but then to only prepare for that, it's like asking for it in my opinion. So I'm keeping uh I'm keeping my head. I'm keeping my nose to the grindstone. I'm keeping my head down and working in terms of corporate because even even in a collapse Economic or political or national corporations will live on. Capitalism won't disappear. That spirit of innovation won't be gone. It'll just um, it'll just become more. What's the word? What's the word? Where when something is difficult to hold on to, something is difficult to retain. Superfluous, maybe. Superfluous, is that the word I'm thinking of? Where the spirit of innovation might have been captured, might have been established, cemented now and built all of Western civilization, but... But if Western civilization wants to see itself fall, the spirit of innovation I guess will will un what is it? What is it? Will unmoor itself. Will unmoor itself like a like a ship into water. And it'll go on. It'll go on floating. <laughs> it'll go on floating for the next for the next civilization. Though I don't I don't believe uh, and yeah, I, I don't believe Western civilization will be the last civilization ever I think western civilization still has plenty of gas in it it just needs some fucking corporate cowboys to um, to get their shit together and steer steer cattle (laughs) drive cattle that's what they need Need some fucking cattle drivers. And not just in the stock market. Um, 2021. Hell of a year. See, I'm already thinking about it, what it looks like. Everybody's everybody's on edge about what their local government will do. (laughs) Whether or not lockdowns will continue affecting them. Whether or not vaccines will become a thing. And... um, I think I think corporate has it all figured out. Corporate has all all that figured out. Corporate cowboys need to uh, nut up or shut up, either throw down or or shut down, lay down or get down, kind of thing. Corporate cowboys um, have a lot. To look forward to in terms of not just opportunity and advancement, but sacrifice also. You got to take the good with the bad, cousin. You, ha- you. Family, you have to take the good with the bad. And, um, and if it means taking a vaccine, if it means taking a vaccine, I know there are some individuals out there who are willing to take one. If they already have tight job in a spot or a position where they see opportunity to advance and push innovation and become that corporate cowboy capitalism needs them to be become that corporate cowboy that their associates on the outside need them to be not just not just the organization for the organization's sake but innovation for innovation's sake There are those who are willing to uh, to get chipped just to step on the inside. I mean, don't get me wrong. Gray markets and black markets will always exist. But if they're going to be on the up and up, above board, yeah, I, I do not doubt there will be some individuals who will choose to get vaxxed, who will choose to get chipped in order to uh, walk through the lobby unmolested and um infiltrate infiltrate that way because it's corporate war at the end of the day that's um that's what lack of innovation gets you lack of innovation makes competition out of collaborators lack of innovation makes enemies out of friends and if what we're talking about is corporate war, don't put it past don't put it past groups, don't put it past institutions, don't put it past nations, don't put it past individuals, to um, to sacrifice themselves, I guess you could say, to sacrifice themselves to render themselves disposable in order to achieve an objective and that could be for good or that could be for bad because I mean if if the system if if folks want to rail against the system so bad and say oh the system we live in is bad how do you expect to bring down a bad system it's not that the system is bad it's that the policy inside of it the infrastructure never did anything to you the infrastructure does nothing except be there to be used it's people inside of it their policies, their practices that have to be um, changed. That need need a visit from corporate cowboys with a better idea, an idea for innovation. The corporate world order will be will be one to, to marvel at. Why? Because it's always been here and it will be here for the future i said before that um i said before corporations fly no flags have no allegiance and and now this is where i where i where i what is it drift into theory is that corporations might well be the next sovereigns Corporations might well be the next sovereigns. Like, if, like if countries should fall apart because apparently every country owes somebody money and nobody can name nobody can name who they owe it to, which is weird. If all these countries should default, go to war together, go to war against one another about over who owned who who owes the least, <laughs> and nobody fucking wins. Corporations will still be there. why because corporations are the ones who supplied who, who, who supply the military, who supply the infrastructure, who supply the medical, who supply the food, who supply the fuel, who supply the travel to make to make that happen to make that that theater clash happen. So corporations will live on. I know the Lord of War says that arm dealers will inherit the earth, but I highly fucking doubt it because arm dealers, arm dealers only own what they could reach out to, whatever is at the, at, the, at the end of their reach. That's all arm dealers own. That's all anybody owns is whatever they can reach out to with their hand physically, what they can touch. And they can't touch everything at once. Why? Because they're individuals at the end of the day. And yeah, even arms dealers have hierarchies, have corporations, even if they're fronts. And then those corporations are corporate cowboys. I wouldn't put it past an arm dealer to be a, an arms dealer to be a corporate cowboy. I wouldn't put it past them. So I don't doubt. I don't doubt. Now again, what everything I'm saying implies an air of of paranoia of not paranoia of, of of cautiousness of of precaution of haphazard insurance haphazard security why because we're running on we're running on um on the assumption and It could fall into the category of of conjecture, even. We're running on the assumption that most folks, even if they are psychopathic, are wanting to do some good, some good. Now, we want to capitalize on that some good, on that quote-unquote some good, quote-unquote good. We want to capitalize on that good and make it better, make it better. But we don't we don't end with just that because that's how a lot of corporations actually started. They started with something good, capitalized on it, then they saw something better. And uh, to them, the spirit of innovation, I guess left them and they couldn't conceive of something better. and so made made competition, made enemies out of something that shouldn't have happened. Where they could have bankrolled, or supported, or merged even, and recycled resources for something better. I don't. I don't get what what comes into the mind of a of a potential egomaniac that causes them to go blind and and not see, not understand not be able to grasp and wrap their head around continual innovation continuous innovation continuous improvement because it's it's not progress progress is what they're on they every every fiscal year every fiscal year they want better numbers better numbers more numbers they want to see progress they want to see improvement only on paper, but I'm, I want to see it in reality. We want to see it in truth. We want to see it with our own eyes. I don't. I don't want to have to open up somebody's head. Hold on, they came out. Run. I don't. <laughs> I don't to get them to understand. I don't want to I don't want to open up their fucking face. <laughs> to get them to see, understand because by then it'll be too late. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep it like that. I'm I'm going to keep it like that. The way I said it is how it's going to come across. I might have meant it differently, but it sounds fantastic. And um and yeah, I I think I said before like I I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt I wouldn't mind if the day I become senile I meet a corporate cowboy and I meet God because I I think that'd be the dopest way to go out like I fight for innovation I fight for improvement I fight for betterment and then in the course I mean senility is. Uh, is, uh, has been the bane of many a politician's existence and they don't believe in improvement anymore they don't believe in innovation and that spirit of creativity that spirit of innovation is no longer with them and they only want to see uh, they only want to be comfortable they only want to be comfortable they only want to settle they don't want to be disturbed. They want to be able to go about their day and be treated like a senior citizen, but still hold the power of a corporate cowboy. But if you get caught slipping, you slip up, right? So I don't put it past corporate to get out of this one alive. And I suggest those who want to follow in corporate's footsteps, understand what it is corporate is doing. Corporate isn't just surviving, corporate thrives. Corporate creates targets out of markets and then corporate goes and knocks them down. Corporate has target demographics that they need to hit, that they need to touch, and, and now, right now, they're doing a swell job investing the most minimal of, of resources and getting huge returns, getting large dividends. And uh, that means that corporate cowboys also have the opportunity to pitch, to propose, and to execute. PPE. That's fucking funny. Um, with that... I say enjoy the rest of your evening, and I wish you all a, uh, a great rest of your week if I'm not able to check in. Because like I said, this being the Corporate Cowboys podcast, it's just, uh, it's just me, myself, and I uh, going over ideas and expanding on discussions I might have. With my associates, but I want you to hear from me, someone who is, who is, uh, what is it? Someone who is. I'm looking for the word. Someone who. See, because I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I, I don't, I don't understand corporate in the sense. How, in the sense that it exists now because some of the people at the top, some of the larger players, you might say, um, are unreasonable and you can't reason with what's unreasonable. So I'm not going to say I completely understand them, uh, but I know how to read them. So I should tell you something, I guess, if I, if I don't understand them, because... If I don't understand them, it's because they're doing something unreasonable. And why would you want to be in that mental state where it might literally be insanity? It might be hellish for some that have to go to work every day. And some of these, uh, some of these, um, what is it? What's a good uh, politically correct, but very de- denigrative word? In some of these um, progressive corporations. <laughs> Shit, that's good. That's good. I'll see y'all later. Have, um, have a fantastic rest of your evening. And if somebody asks what you want to do when you grow up, tell them you want to do some corporate cowboy shit.